Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning. I am Pastor David Miller and I'll be your host today. We've uh, just got done with a... uh, a series, three episodes, with Pastor Doug Cornett giving his testimony of uh, uh, of his healing of a uh, where he had uh, a horrific, terrible car accident was pronounced dead seven times, seven different times. Um, God gloriously touched him, healed him, and uh, brought him back uh, to life. And uh, that was a great series. I hope you enjoyed it. We're continuing on our topic of faith. And uh, right before we had that uh, series, uh, we talked to you about the faith of Rahab, how she went from a uh, harlot to a heroine in verse uh, number 31 of Hebrews 11. So we're going to go on to verse 32 uh, this morning and talk to you about some other heroes of faith here. And as we look at verse uh, number 32 in Hebrews 11, that verse says, And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, so I don't have time to go into all of those today, but we're going we're gonna to go on through uh, this series of faith with you. And uh, uh, let's take the first one here that talks about, and that one is uh, Gideon. That's the first one. We'll find out here, and we'll go over it with you, but Gideon was a person who boldly destroyed the idols and mightily was mightily and greatly used of God to defeat the armies armies of the Midianites. Their armies was very, very large, much larger uh, than the armies of Israel. Now he was also a man who doubted. He had doubted God's word. When God sent his word to him at first, he repeatedly asked for confirmation. And that was showing his doubt. But ultimately, he did believe God and stood on faith and had a great victory. And we're going to talk about that with you here this morning. In uh, going back to the book of Judges uh, this morning, in Judges uh, chapter number 6 in this story, in chapter number 6 we see that... uh, uh, there was a great oppression, a great oppression from the Midianites against the children of Israel. And the Bible said in verse number 6 of Judges 6, Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, Because of the Midianites, the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel, 
which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I have brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. So when, when the people started to pray, God heard their prayers. And if you'll look with me here, if you have a Bible or uh, you don't really have to look with me here. You can look at it later. But in the 11th verse of that 6th chapter, the Bible said that there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak. And Gideon was threshing wheat by the winepress. The reason he was doing it there, the Bible tells us why. So he could hide it from the Midianites. If not, the Midianites would have came by and uh, taken everything that he worked for and stole it from them. That's just like our enemy, the devil. He will steal and take anything away from you as a child of God that he can. You know, matter of fact, that's what the Bible said he came to do. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That was what Satan came for. But the Lord said he came that we might have life. And that we might have life more abundantly. In verse number 12, the Bible said, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. So God, God's first word to him was, The Lord is with you. I, I hope today that, that you have that same feeling in your heart that God is with you. And if you're a child of God, He is with you. The Lord is with you. Now when the, when the angel of the Lord had said this to him in this 12th verse, Gideon's doubt began to flare up immediately. Gideon said to him, O Lord, if the Lord be with us, then why has all this befallen us? And where are the miracles? Where are all his miracles, rather, which our fathers told of us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now has the Lord forsaken us, delivered us into the hand of the Midianites? So you see, when God was trying to tell Gideon, that he was going to bless him, he was going to use him, he was going to be a great deliverer. Before the angel could even tell him and complete his story, Gideon comes up with doubt by saying, if God's really with me, then why is everything befallen, befallen us? If God is with me, why am I having all these troubles? I'm sure some of you listen to me today have had those same kind of thoughts. If God is really with me, if God's really on my side, why all the problems in my life? Why am I having trouble with the enemy of my soul? Why the trials? Maybe sicknesses, I don't know. Maybe a financial uh, hardship. Maybe your children not being saved or a spouse. But whatever the case, we think if God's really for us, why am I going through all of this right now? But the Lord 
the Lord begins to talk to Gideon and to tell him things like this in verse number 14. He said, Go, this night thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midian. Have not I sent thee? So you see, God starts to tell him, I am with you. I want you to go right now. I want you to believe me right now, this night, not later. God has delivered the enemy into your hand. So he began to make excuses right off the bat. In verse number 15, he started to say, I'm poor. My family is poor in Manassas. I'm the least of my father's house. He began to tell all of his shortcomings and all the reasons why he couldn't do these great things. And you too may feel like that. I can't do anything for God. I'm not a preacher. Or uh, I've never been to a Bible college. Or uh, I'm not a great speaker. But all God wants is you and your faith and your trust in Him. So even after this, in verse number 17, notice what Gideon does. Gideon, I told you on the onset or the start of this episode that even though he done great things, I mean, he was constantly seeking for a sign and wanting proof that God really was sending him. The first one came in the 17th verse of chapter 6 when he said, if... I have found grace in thy sight. Show me a sign that thou talkest with me. And then immediately he said, Don't leave, depart not hence. Let me go fetch a present. I'll set it before you. And don't leave till I get back. I'll come again. So Gideon left. He made ready a kid. He got some unleavened cakes of bread. He brought back a a pot full of broth and he brought it, set it under the oak where the angel was. But the angel said to him, take the flesh and the cakes, lay it upon the rock, pour out the broth. And he did. When he done that, the angel took his staff and just touched those items. And when it, when he did, The Bible said that fire came up out of the rock and consumed all of those things. Then he said in verse number 22, Alas, O O Lord God, because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. I think too many times we we feel like we're not going to make it, we're not going to be able to do what God has asked of us to do or we're not sufficient, we're not good enough. But if God says you can, you can. That wasn't enough. He, in the later in that chapter, he sought for a sign again. If you look at verse number 37, he asked for another sign. He wanted proof. And he said, let me put a fleece of wool on the ground. And let there be dew on the fleece and all the ground dry around it. And the Lord done that. But then in verse 39, he asked for yet another sign. I'm going to put a fleece on the ground. This time, let the fleece be dry and let there be dew all around it. 
So God done those things that night to prove to him that he had truly sent him. Then in that next chapter, in chapter number seven, the Lord said to Gideon in verse two, as Gideon got his armies ready to go fight the Midianites, there were 32,000 men that went to fight. You know, God doesn't need the numbers. God doesn't have to have uh, anything to prove himself. The Lord said to him in verse number two, the people that are with thee are too many. He said, if you win this battle with these 32,000, then you'll say, I've done it with my own hand and my own hand hath saved me, verse number two. Verse three, he said, tell all those that are fearful and afraid to go home. And they did, 22,000 of them, leaving 10,000. And God said, that's still too many. So Gideon leads them down <coughs> to the, excuse me, to the uh, water in verse number five. And everyone that lapped the water with his tongue like a dog lapped. He said, set them by their self. And there were only 300 of them that done that. And the Lord said in verse seven of chapter seven, by these 300 men that have lapped will I save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. So God didn't need 32,000. He only needed the 300. So it doesn't matter if the odds are on your side or not. The odds may be against you. But if God is for you, then you can make it no matter what the odds are. This is a great story of faith. Because the armies of the Midianites was so great. Matter of fact, if you look uh, in verse number 12, uh, the Bible said there the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along the valley like grasshoppers for their multitude and their camels were without number. They were as the sand of the sea in multitude. All Gideon had was 300 men. But God had promised him a victory. And even though, like I said, there was only 300 against a multitude that couldn't be numbered, God was going to deliver them into his hand. Now, Gideon was a little bit nervous about this, so the Lord told him, uh, if you fear, he said, go down to where uh, they are. And uh, see, I think it's verse number 10. He said, fear not to go thou to their camp and you can take Fura thy servant with you. And when he went, he heard a man telling another man about a dream that he had. And in that dream, he said, I saw a cake of barley, bread tumbling out of the host of Midian. And it came into a tent and it smote the tent that it fell and overturned it. And that fellow said, this is nothing but the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. And God is going to deliver the host of Midian into their hands. When Gideon heard that thing, he worshiped God 
and returned and told his men, Arise, the Lord has delivered the Midianites or our enemies into our hands. So you see, folks, you may be afraid of your enemy because of the overwhelming odds against you. But I think the enemy fears you because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You and God are a majority. With God on your side, you don't have anything to fear, no matter the odds that are stacked up against you. It was then that Gideon had a plan and he took his 300 men and he divided them into groups of three groups of 100. And when he gave them uh, uh, those men, let me see here. He took those men and the Bible said that he gave each man a lamp and he gave each man an empty pitcher with a lamp inside of that pitcher pitcher and a trumpet and then the bible said he told them at the right time when the signal came for them to just simply say the sword of the lord and the sword of gideon that didn't seem like much against a huge multitude 32,000 men it could have been but it was only 300 against this multitude And he got everybody in their right place. I want you to look at this here. In verse number 21, it said, they stood every man in his place around the camp. And all the hosts ran and cried and fled as the 300 men blew their trumpets. Here's all it's going to take in summing up this story of Gideon today. This is, like I said, this is a great story of faith once again because Gideon believed God. He took his small number against overwhelming odds and told everybody, get in your place. All we've got to do is get in the place God wants us to be. Get in the proper place. And when every man got in his own place, The Bible said it was then they blew the trumpets. That's verse 21 of chapter 7, by the way, if you want to know exactly where that's at. And so they blew the trumpets. And when they did, the Bible said those men began to run. And they cried and they fled. And there was a great victory won that day for God's people by the hand of Gideon. There's no wonder he was placed in Hebrews 11 in that great chapter of the heroes of faith. Amen. But I want to leave you with this. Every man, verse 21, all the hosts ran and cried when every man stood in his place. So today, stand your ground. Get in your place, wherever that is, if it's ministry or backing your pastor or or just being a, a, a good church member, get in the place God has put you.
stay in your place. And if everyone gets in their proper place and believes God and has faith in God, God will give a great victory. Just like he gave to Gideon, God will give a victory to you. So get in your place, believe God, and there's a victory coming for you. It's been a joy to be with you today. I hope we've been a blessing. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.